Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. This is the October 27th, 2022 Thursday morning episode. I hope you're having a wonderful week and are looking forward to a marvelous weekend. Um, this podcast, with uh, the idea for this podcast kind of came from uh, more and more watching studies come out that were indicating not only that our culture as a whole, but that our churches in particular were becoming less and less biblically literate. Um, and and most most of that is due to the fact that they're spending less and less time in the Word of God. Um, and we can argue about why, um, <clears throat> you know, in, in some cases it, it truly is being overwhelmed by everything we're having to do, especially in this day and time with inflation skyrocketing, um, <clears throat> and nothing being done to control it. Um, and I mean, I don't even mean controlling the inflation. I'm talking about normalizing the market, um, which is just horrific, um, so people are having to pick up extra jobs, second jobs, third jobs, um, spouses having to go back into the workforce, you name it, to be able to keep the roof over their heads, uh, power up, provide for their children, you name it. Um, so they're spending less and less time in the work. Now, at the same time, I, I know, and I know this is one of the things for me, um, is that being we, we more and more are becoming poorer and poorer um, managers of our time. Uh, we're spending more and more time before streaming services and everything like that and not spending that time in the word of God. Um, and you can do, you can spend both. Okay. But so many of us are spending more and more time streaming this, streaming that, uh, watching reels on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, and doing that kind of stuff and not delving into the word of God. So my thought w with this, um, came up was the idea and I, and I have a friend of mine who is doing this kind of thing as well a brother in christ that is doing this kind of thing as well that he does a public reading of the word of god and then he does some other stuff along with it um and so i i thought that was a good idea and I, i'm not really trying to copy him but it was the idea of sharing part of my morning routine so this is part of my normal morning routine this is what i've been doing for years and so i thought i would start sharing part of this with you and so just so you know, these are cold reads. I'm do, I'm doing this. This is the first time I'm reading these things each morning when I sit down with you. Um, and, and that's the thing. So I'm sharing it with you. Um, and it was hopes that, you know, even for those that are having to drive in and out, I, you know, I used to have to do 30 some minutes each way. Um, and so I would put Christian podcasts on. So I was hoping that maybe uh, this would be something where um, while you may not have the time to sit down and put the book in front of you, at least you could listen to the word of God. And, and in this case, some prayers and a devotion each morning and that, that, that would be beneficial to you. Um, I also know there are folks out there with, with 
conditions with, in some cases, chronic conditions, conditions they will have the rest of their life where one of the symptoms or some of the symptoms that'll crop up will create a kind of brain fog where these people who love to read and love to read the scriptures are struggling to sit down and read it and comprehend it. And that listening helps them out. At least being able to listen helps them out. So that that's what motivated me to do this. So, so that being said, let's go ahead and dive on into our reading. Um, so order, we usually do these things in, we do our prayers first. We'll have three prayers out of the Valley of vision, uh, which is a collection of Puritan prayers. Then we're going to do our devotion from Spurgeon's morning and evening for the day. And then we're going to do our Bible reading. So our prayers for the day. And as it like, as, a, as is our practice, we're going to do our first two regular prayers that we do each day that are resting on God and grace and trials. Then we'll do our fifth day morning prayer, which is the morning of the, or the prayer of the day, the morning prayer of the day, I should say. So resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed, but thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God, omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd, hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. Amen. And now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. <clears throat> Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them, 
unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust and thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. And now, fifth day morning, it's titled The Giver. Creator, upholder, and proprietor of all things, we cannot escape from thy presence and control, nor do we desire to do so. Our privilege is to be under the agency of thy omnipotence, of thy omnipotence, righteousness, wisdom, patience, mercy, and grace. For thou art love with more than parental affection. We admire thy goodness, stand in awe of thy power, abase ourselves before thy purity. It is the discovery of thy goodness alone that can banish our fear, allure us into thy presence, help us to bewail and confess our sins. We review our past guilt and are conscious of present unworthiness. We bless thee that thy steadfast love and attributes are essential to our happiness and hope. Thou hast witnessed to us thy grace and mercy in the bounties of nature, in the fullness of thy providence, in the revelations of scripture, in the gift of thy Son, in the proclamation of the gospel. Make us willing to be saved in thy own way, perceiving nothing in ourselves, but all in Jesus. Help us not only to receive him, but to walk in him, depend upon him, commune with him, follow him as dear children, imperfect but still pressing forward, not complaining of labor, but valuing rest, not murmuring under trials, but thankful for our state, and by so doing let us silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. All right, I'm going to grab some coffee here real quick. Mm, good coffee, good black rifle coffee. All right, so this is our morning, October 27th devotion. The text for it is 2 Timothy 2.11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Paul has four of these faithful sayings. The first occurs in 1 Timothy 1.15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all accept acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The next is in 1 Timothy 4, 6. Godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is, and of that, excuse me, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. The third is in 2 Timothy 2, 12. It is a faithful saying, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. And the fourth is in Titus 3.3. 3. This is a faithful saying, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. We may trace a connection between these faithful sayings. The first one lays the foundation of our eternal salvation in the free grace of God, as shown to us in the mission of the great Redeemer. The next affirms the double, double blessedness which we obtain through this salvation, the blessings of the upper and nether springs, of time and of eternity. The third shows one of the duties to which the chosen people are called. We are ordained to suffer for Christ with the promise that if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. The last sets forth the active form of Christian service, biting us diligently to maintain good works. Thus we have the root of salvation in free grace. Next, the privileges of that salvation in the life which now is and in that which is to come, 
and we have also the two great branches of suffering with Christ and serving with Christ, loaded with the fruits of the Spirit. Treasure up these faithful Treasure up these faithful sayings. Let them be the guides of our life, our comfort, and our instruction. The apostle of the Gentiles proved them to be faithful. They are faithful still. Not one word shall fall to the ground. They are worthy of all acceptation. Let us accept them now and prove their faithfulness. Let these four faithful sayings be written on the four corners of my house. All right. Uh, a little more coffee there. Um, all right, a Bible reading for today. Second Kings 8, 1 Timothy 5, Daniel 12, and Psalm 119, verses 49 through 72. So Second Kings 8. Now Elisha spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go with your household, and sojourn wherever you can sojourn. For Yahweh has called for a famine, and it will even come on the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Now it happened at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went out to cry out to the king for her house and for her field. Now the king was speaking with Gehazi, the young man of the man of God, saying, Please recount to me all the great things that Elisha has done. Now it happened, as he was recounting to the king, how he had restored to life the one who was dead, that, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life was crying out to the king for her house and for her field. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. Then the king asked the woman, and she recounted it to him. So the king appointed for her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the produce of the field from the day that she left the land, <clears throat> even until now. Then Elisha came to Damascus. Oh, sorry. <coughs> then Elisha came to Damascus. Now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, was sick, and it was told to him, saying, The man of God has come here. And the king said to Hazael, Take a present in your hand, and go to meet the man of God and inquire of Yahweh by him, saying, Will I be restored to life from this sickness? So Hazael went to meet him, and took a present in his hand, even every kind of good thing of Damascus, forty camel loads. And he came and stood before him, and said, Your son Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, has sent me to you, saying, Will I be restored to life from this sickness? Then Elisha said to him, Go, say to him, You will surely be restored to life. But Yahweh has shown me that he will certainly die. And he fixed his gaze steadily on him until he was ashamed, and the man of God wept. Then Hazael said, Why does my Lord weep? Then he said, Because I know the evil that you will do to the sons of Israel. Their fortifications you will set on fire, <clears throat> and their young men you will kill with the sword, and their infants you will dash in pieces, and their pregnant women you will rip up. Then Hazael said, But what is your servant? who is but a dog, that he should do this great thing. Great thing, excuse me. And Elisha answered, Yahweh has shown me that you will be king over Aram. So he went from Elisha and came to his master. And he said to him, What did Elisha say to you? And he said, He said to me that you would surely be restored to life. Now it happened that on the following day, he took the cover and dipped it in water 
and spread it on his face. So he died, and Hazael became king in his place. <clears throat> Let me take a drink here. <clears throat> All right, let's go on. Still in 2 Kings 8, uh, starting in verse 16. Now in the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Jehoshaphat became, being then the king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, became king. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, just as the house of Ahab had done. For the daughter of Ahab became his wife, and he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh. However, Yahweh was not willing to make Judah a ruin for the sake of David his servant, since he had promised him to give a promised him to give a lamp to him through his sons always. In his days, Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah and made a king over themselves. Then Joram crossed over to Zer and all his chariots with him, and he arose by night and struck the Edomites who were surrounding him and the commanders of the chariots, but his army fled to their tents. <clears throat> so Edom revolted against Judah to this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time. Now the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Ahaz Ahaziah, his son, became king in his place. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, became king. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He also walked in the way of the house of Ahab, and did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh, like the house of Ahab had done, because he was a son-in-law of the house of Ahab. Then he went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to war with Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Aramaeans struck Joram. So King Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Aramaeans had caused by striking him at Ramah, when he fought against Hazael, king of Aram. Then Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was sick. All right. <clears throat> in 1 Timothy 5, Do not sharply rebuke an older man, but rather plead with him as a father, to the younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, and the younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are widows indeed. But if any window, widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to practice piety in regard to their own family, and to make some return to their parents. For this is acceptable in the sight of God. Now she who is a widow indeed, and who has been left alone, has fixed her hope on God, and continues in petitions and prayers night and day. But she who lives in self-indulgence is dead, even while she lives. And command these things as well, so that they may be above reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A widow is to be put on the list only if she is not less than sixty years old, having been the wife of one man, having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children, if she has shown hospitality to strangers, <clears throat> if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has assisted those in affliction, if she has devoted herself to every good work, but refused to put younger widows on the list, 
for when they feel sensual desires and disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. <clears throat> and at the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house, and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. Therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no opportunity for reviling, for some have already turned aside after Satan. If any believing wi woman has widows, she must assist them, and the church must not be burdened, so that it may assist those who are widows indeed. The elders who lead well are to be, to to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor at preaching the word and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while it is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Those who continue in sin reprove in the presence of all, so that the rest also will be fearful. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of his elect angels to observe these instructions without bias doing nothing in partiality. Do not lay hands upon anyone hastily, and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourselves pure, yourself pure. No longer drink water only, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some men are quite evident, going before them to judgment. For others, their sins follow after. So also good works are quite evident, and those which are otherwise cannot be concealed. <clears throat> All right, Daniel 12. Now at that time, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will stand, and there will be a time of distress such as never happened, since, such as never happened since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people... Everyone who is found written in the book will be rescued. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but the others to reproach and everlasting contempt. And those who have insight will shine bright like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the time of the end. Many will go to and fro, and knowledge will increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others were standing, one on this bank of the river, and the other on that bank of the river. And one said to the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, who was above the waters of the river, how long will it be until the end of these wonders? And I heard the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, as he raised his right hand and his left toward heaven, and swore by him who lives forever, that it would be for a, for a time, times, and half a time. And as soon as they, co they complete shattering the power of the holy people, all these events will be completed. As for me, I heard but could not understand. So I said, My Lord, what will be the outcome of these events? Then he said, Go your way, Daniel, for these words are concealed and sealed up until the time of the end. Many will be purged and purified and refined. But the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand. But those who have insight will understand. But from the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1290 days. 
How blessed is he who keeps waiting and reaches the 1335th day. But as for you, go your way to the end. Then you will enter into rest and stand again for your allotted portion at the end of the days. And finally, Psalm 119 verses 49 through 72. Remember the word to your slave in which you have made me wait. This is my comfort and my affliction that your word has revived me. The arrogant utterly scoff at me, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I have remembered your judgments from of old, O Yahweh, and comfort myself. Burning indignation has seized me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have become my songs and the house of my sojourning. I remember in the night your name, O Yahweh, so I keep your law. This has become mine that I observe your precepts. Yahweh is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. Sorry, I've promised to keep your words. I have sought to please your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. I thought upon my ways, and I turned my feet to your testimonies. I hastened and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have encircled me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight I shall rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all those who fear you, and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Yahweh, is full of your loving kindness. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt well with your slave, O Yahweh, according to your word. Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lying. With all my heart, I will observe your precepts. Their heart is covered with fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. All right, and that's our reading for the day, and I need some coffee just a second. One of these days I'll figure out what the deal is with the frog in my throat. Um, okay. Well, I hope, I hope this reading blesses you each day. Um, again, I, I don't do this for any popularity or fame or glory or anything else. Um, this is for the glory of God, the glory of God alone. Um, it's not about me. Absolutely not. Um, it is definitely about bringing glory to God and sharing his word with all out there. Um, let's see. Oh, so this weekend, uh, Vail Valley Baptist church down here in Vail, Arizona is going to be doing trunk or treat. Well, it's a combination trunk or treat and a harvest festival. Um, and I will be, uh, the pastor has asked me to do something particular for it. Um, that should be interesting. Um, the, uh, new direction in, in my ministry has, um, is moving forward. Um, I'm still not at a point where I really want to really want to tell you about it yet till I know for sure it's going to happen, but it looks like along with that, um, that, and my wife and I are getting ready to join this church. We're going to go ahead and join. I mean, we were members before we're going to become members again. Um, but it also looks like, cause I, I ran into a glitch with trying to get started with seminary. Um, but it looks like at the same seminary, it looks like, um, things will be 
changing to where I should be able to get started with regular classes here in the spring semester 2023. So, of course, I've said that to you multiple times, and I'm sorry, you're probably tired of hearing it, but um, honestly, things happen that I couldn't really control. Um, but it, it looks like I'll still be able to move forward with it along with this new ministry opportunity. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, very much anticipating it. Um, and we were blessed again last night. My, my son, daughter-in-law, and my grandson were over, so we had a really good time. My grandson is just, he's silly but he's so fun. Um, and our dogs love him. They love to see him and play with him. But, um, so anyways, let's, let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and get on out of here. I know you guys have stuff to do and I do too. I need to get going with my work day. So gracious heavenly father, we are so blessed this morning to be able to spend this time together and to share in your word and in prayer and devotion. Dear Lord, we would pray that this time would lift us up, would edify us, would equip us, and would hedge up our ways, as we say each morning, would hedge up our ways so that in this 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 world that is that is that it can't help but look to us like your your grace has been removed, has been pulled back, um, that we're going the way of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, we would we would pray that our ways would be hedged up such that we would walk as imitators of you and imitators of your son, Jesus Christ, that we would be your light in this world and that we will bring that light on. Lord, that, we, that revival would come, not for us, but for you to glorify you, that revival would come in this world and that your saints would be drawn back to you or would be drawn to you. <clears throat> Dear Lord, please help us as we go forward to truly do all that we do for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. As I say each morning, and as I just said in the prayer, go make sure that you do every little thing that you do today, everything that you do today, for the glory of God. Have a great day. I love you. God bless.